0: Welcome to episode 13 of the Ultra Ordinary Running Podcast. We are ordinary runners embarking on a journey to our first 100-mile ultra ultra-marathon together, the Havelina 100, in October of 2016. I'm Melissa, and I'm joined by two of the most inspiring people I know, Angela and Christina. Hello, friends. Hey, Melissa. Hello, Melissa. It has been a while since we've gotten together to talk, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It seems yeah. like a long time. About a month since we've put an episode out. We've been dealing with tonsillitis and tax season, <laughs> teaching loads, and also training for ultras and also time zone differences. So, oh, yes. <laughs> A lot of things yeah. making it difficult for us to get together. But we had to get together today to talk about. A tale of two more races. Both Angela and Christina ran races over the weekend. Yay! Yes. Yay! So, <laughs> Angela became a desert rat at the. Sorry, what is it called? The desert
1: rat. It's the uh, trail running. Trail running festival. You lo- trail running festival. You do think, love yeah. the
0: festivals, especially if they are I love a good festival. <laughs> running yeah. and suffering. So. <laughs> It makes it feel more festive. <laughs> and Christina ran the Leona Divide fifty K. Woohoo. So, yes. Congrats Woo-hoo! to both of you. So we wanted to get together and uh talk about it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so Angela, I think we decided you're gonna go
1: first and tell us about your race. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I mean I did my on my blog I did my uh you know, wrote my recap. So then it's that funny feeling where you're like, well, did I tell them this story already? Should I I tell it? Who did I tell that story to? So
0: I think you can tell it all again because I didn't even see your post yet. So I haven't read it. All of this is going to be a surprise to me. So this is, I mean, this is a race you had been planning for and training for for months and months. This was like your A race that you signed up for last year or something?
1: Yeah. I decided to do the, um, the marathon distance and I had thought about doing, um, just the half distance, um, as a training run because I had, um, like Christina, I think, oh, I don't know, a month or so ago you did the 50 K and we had talked about, you were just going to do it as a, a training run. And it was sort of a last minute decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I thought, well, maybe that's kind of what I'll do. I'll sign up for this race and it'll just be, you know, like a training run. Um, so when did you know decide to do it? Um, Like uh, maybe 10 days before, okay. maybe. Still, okay. Um, That's still pretty close. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was probably about 10 days ahead because the weekend before – Um, I went out to the trail. So the trail system where the race was run at is like, I've run out there on those trails a bunch of times. I haven't run on all of them, although I think I have now. Um, (laughs) And so um, it's like maybe a 10 or 15 minute drive from my house, maybe. I mean, it's like my go-to weekend trail running place. Um, So very familiar with it. And the weekend before um, there was one section of the, the trail that I had definitely not been on. And so I had gone out and, and ran a section of that. So I would be familiar with it. And I don't know, ran 12, 13 miles, kind of had a tough mental run out there because I was feeling lonely and by myself and had a little extrovert breakdown. And, um, so anyways, I just, but yeah, about 10 days out, I decided to register for the marathon. And I, it was, I had kind of, <clears throat> I was kind of hoping maybe someone would talk me out of spending the money. And, um, I had asked Wayne about it and he says, just register for the race. <laughs> and I was like, i thought, for, I'm, I'm thinking he'll go, eh, I don't know, a hundred bucks. You can go run it whenever you want, you know, but no, he's like, would you just register? So. I did, and, um, and you
0: didn't get either of us talking you
1: out of it either, so. No,
0: no. <laughs> Which we would
2: never do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you didn't. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, anyway. We would have
2: like- said, is there a longer distance you can do? <laughs> you
1: do? Yes, and I actually did do the short distance for the day. I did the marathon distance, and they did a 50K and a double marathon that day. Wow. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you know, we had a big storm. You know, Melissa, you how you guys got just pounded with snow?
0: Oh yeah, uh, we got a huge snowstorm. And actually, there was uh, some people from Fort Collins who were planning on running that, and they ended yep. up not because they couldn't get there. Like, yeah, I think <laughs> there I-70 was a lot was just, of people
1: to put it over.
0: Yeah, if you lived on this side of the mountain, you were kind of out of luck.
1: Yeah, a lot of people got turned around. They had posted stuff on their Facebook page and you know, people made it like to Copper Mountain and and or to Vail Pass and had to turn back and and um and we had just gotten rain. Um and I I fretted all week. I just I because I was worried it was going to be muddy out there cuz I'd mm-hmm. run the weekend before out there. We had one we had some rain on Friday night. And when I went out to run, or I guess Saturday night, when I went out to run on Sunday, it was it was muddy. Like the first mile was a little slog fest out there. And so this here's this big storm coming through. And I I stalked the weather all week long. I made mm-hmm. myself crazy. I I just I don't know. Mentally I was just kind of a a wreck. And then this was the last week of tax season. So it mm-hmm. was, you know, kind of high pressure at work. Um I don't know. I don't know why I was such a basket case, but I just – I was. I was crazy about the weather. It was making me anxious, and I was – Well, also, like,
0: the mud that you get out there, I mean, someone who grew up in the Midwest, I didn't even know that that kind of mud existed. (laughs) Like, Utah mud is – it's just so scary, slippery. I mean, it's, it's not it like, Oh, I'm going to get muddy. It's like, I'm going to be sliding down the mountain all the way because it's so slippery. Yes, Yeah.
1: yeah. A lot of, you know, we I, I, people are like, Oh, muddy. The mud makes it more fun. I'm like, this is not like that fun, like, you know, mud football field kind of mud. I mean, right. it just gets, it's thick and it's slick and it's, and a lot of those, the trails I knew we were I'd be running on our along rims mm-hmm. and, you know, there's some pretty steep drop-offs, you know, and just running it, you're fine. I mean, I don't, you know, it, it's, doesn't feel precarious when it's dry, but if it's slick at all, mm-hmm. I, it, you know, it could have been, so I just had myself all worked up and I, you know, I don't know, I was anxious and it was raining that morning and I, I couldn't even eat that morning. <laughs>
0: Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I usually eat
1: something <clears throat> and I couldn't eat. I'm, I'm just had toast and I couldn't even manage to get any toast down. So I, you know, I, the race started at six thirty. We got out there and, um, Wayne and I drove out there and, <laughs> um, I knew where the trails were. So I, I should preface this story. And I, because I, I, you know, maybe it adds to the story. If not, it's going to. But So I woke up that morning um, at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and started my period. <laughs> Welcome, I was, Aunt Flo. <laughs> yeah, I was thrilled. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, really? And so my very first marathon that I ran, the exact same thing happened. and so I'm like what is the deal why does this have to happen so I was mad and so I'm a little more you know I'm thinking as we're getting out there to the start finish I'm thinking you know there's really not going to be porta potties anywhere except for at the start finish because they they can't get them back there so I know this ahead of time and I'm, you know, so I sort of am pondering with Wayne. I'm like, oh, you know, there's not going to be any porta potties out there. And I said, so there's probably going to be a lot of butts on the trail today. <laughs> and Wayne says, oh, look, there's one now. And sure enough, there's this guy standing by his SUV with his pants down. <laughs> and he, he's lubing up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just couldn't – I'm, like, going, oh, my gosh. This is, like, so different from when you go to these big city road marathons. <laughs> you don't think people were doing that at the Boston
0: Marathon? <laughs> like...
1: I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe they were. I don't know. But, you know, at 6 o'clock in the morning, that was quite a sight to see. So, um, anyways, it was, it was chilly and it was windy and – um wasn't a lot of people because you know the storm, a lot of people had ended up um, staying. I couldn't make it, I think. So, I, I, I don't remember how many people were there total maybe I don't know 150, 200 people, maybe that was for all of the races running. That were going on, but. All for distances? the three long distances, mm-hmm. yeah, Saturday. I think there was quite a few more people on, and then there were the people that were out there on Sunday running the shorter distances. But, um, yeah, so, you know, just small races, you know, super informal. You know, everybody's huddled around the U-Haul trying to block the wind. The wind was blowing like crazy. And, um, you know, but then, you know, it's just such a casual – thing. You know, the guy does a little countdown on the, you know, microphone and, and away you go down the road. So, so did they did all, st- all
0: the distances start at the same time?
1: Yep. All the distances start at the same time. And the, the only cutoff that they had was for the double marathon. So they started at 630. And if you were doing the double marathon, you had to be, you had to start your second loop by I think one thirty, and you had
2: you had the shorter distance of the day. There wasn't like uh-huh. I did. I had
1: the shortest distance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in, for the most part, everybody ran the same. The marathon and double marathon had the same course. The fifty k had one extra loop added on after the first section. So everybody did the first six miles together, and then the fifty k took off and did. Um, it's called Rustler's Loop, and it's it's a, it's probably the easiest trail section out there. But it was just enough. It was you know it's adds another four miles to get them, or five miles, whatever it is, to get them from a marathon to the fifty k distance. <laughs>
0: So how did it feel so, starting out? I mean, did you start right out onto the single track? Did it feel pretty congested or how did you guys all spread out?
1: No, it started out um at actually there, so there's a dirt road that connects all of these different trailheads, just a regular dirt road. Um, and so we started at at um at one section that was, I mean, really like right off the interstate. You come off the interstate underneath it up a hill and you're on this dirt road and that's where they had the start line set up. And so we ran, I don't know, a mile and a half or something down the dirt road. So there was plenty of um, plenty of space for everybody to run. They had a, um, they did a, oh, I don't know what kind of incentive they You ran down the road a mile and a half up the steep hill to the trailhead, and the first male and female that got to the trailhead um, each got a $100. So they kind of, you know, Mm. to kind of push the, you know, the speedsters and get them out ahead, I think. And so we had a mile and a half of nice wide road for everybody to kind of spread out and get... Positioned you know, so the people that wanted to go faster could get out ahead. those of us that like to start slow and warm up could do that and hang at the back of the pack that's and, really uh,
0: nice, actually, that's a really nice yeah. way to get people to spread out,
1: yeah, that's cool, yeah it. Yeah, because you know, like when we did bear chase, you know, you ran like a hundred yards and then everything just stopped.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> you know there was
1: yeah. it just bottlenecked. But this hey gave you a solid mile and a half or two miles before you hit the single track.
0: Nice, so that helps a lot. Yeah, it
1: was it was nice because by the time I, you know, by the time I hit the first loop on the the single track, there was no, I mean, there was lots of times during the day then that I was, you know, by myself, you know, there was always mm-hmm. somebody, you know, usually passing me or, you know, I could see somebody across the ridge or something, but, um, it was, yeah, it was nice because you didn't feel like you were holding up traffic or yeah. that you were having to wait on people or whatever. So, So
2: your course was loops. How many loops did you have?
1: It was, well, I say loops. It was more like a kind of like a daisy because you, you never ran the same. Uh-huh. The only thing you ran twice was that road section. Uh-huh. But how the trail is, is, the system is set up, this, that road that you run down has several trail heads on it. And then it has loops that, you know, different trails that kind of loop around and come back together. And several of them meet kind of up at one location. So you can, Uh, uh, like a hub, like kind of like a hub. Yeah. But they, how the, how this particular race was set up, you never, you never really came back to the hub other than when you came to the finish. So, um, but I say loops just because it was just different sections of the trail and all of them. It's a big mountain biking area. So Mm. all of those, you know, they all have names. So like the first Mm. section that we ran over is called more fun. Um, I think fairly technical climb two mile climb to the summit and then it comes down, you know, again, some of it technical, some of it, not some of it real nice single track. Um, and then you hit a road again, and then up another trail, and they all sort of connect in the back, and you know, spread out over. You get to the the back of the trail system, and you're you're right along the ridge, and you overlook the Colorado River, uh, um, and it's just gorgeous. It's just, mm-hmm. and it, i and I've run that section a bunch of times, and and um, actually, it's the the I get up to the top of this one place up on, um, it's called Mary's loop and I get to the top of that. And every time I see the river and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to take a picture. So I have a picture of the river from that spot. I don't know how many times, (laughs) but every time I get there, it's just like, oh, it's so beautiful. So, which is actually Christina, that's the spot that I stop and sang sang (laughs) to you from that spot. Yes.
2: Now, do, so, you, do you think because you're familiar with these trails that you know you run on them that that helped you during this race, like uh, mentally yeah, or?
1: I, yeah, I think it, it did. Um, I was glad that I had run that the this one back section the weekend before um because i I had never run that section, so I was glad I was familiar with it. There were two sections of the trail of the race that I had never run before uh so that was uh, it but I think it did definitely help because you i you kind of knew what to expect, I knew what was coming up I knew okay, I've got this, this climb. And so I knew I had a climb and I could use that time to eat because then I knew once I got up top that there was a nice long runnable section. And so then I could run there and then I knew that there was another hike coming up down the road, you know? So I kind of knew mm-hmm. where the places were I was going to have to slow down and where the places were that I was going to be able to run. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely think it helped.
2: Now, just based on your photos from your blog post, I mean, this does not look like smooth, buttery trails. This looks pretty technical. I
1: I think it's pretty technical. I you know, and and it's hard to, you know, they have it rated for motorcycle or not motorcycles <laughs> that'd be terrifying for mountain bikes, <laughs> and so I you know, some of the stuff that they have you know is rated you know whatever black diamond and. Wow. you know I, I don't think any of it's rated green which is easiest i think everything we ran was was blue and and black um so yeah i mean there's there's a few little sections like coming off the first um the first section down into the first aid station you've got this you know super easy single track you know and it's just and it's so nice because you've just come off this technical stuff and um you know so you feel like it's all soft and nice and it makes you feel good and then you turn the corner and hit up a you know some more technical stuff and it, it, there is there's definitely some technical sections to it there's one um, section called steve's loop that um Most of it's really runnable, but there's a couple spots you come around and I always, it's like there's all these rocks and I, you, the trail disappears. So you have to kind of figure out where the trail is. And there's a couple spots where I, I had to sit down and climb down the rock or there was one section I had to, pull myself up. It was like trying to get up on my kitchen counter, you know, I mean, it was, <laughs> so there was a couple of, you know, climby spots like that for sure. Lots of loose rocks and, um, you know, knobby kind of things. And, mm-hmm.
2: um, it looks very familiar. So. Like it looks like, it, it, it looks very similar to the Sufferfest one. That's not the same area, is it?
1: they, Part of the, the Suffer Fest, so the this first section that I ran, matter of fact, most of the the um most of the race was what they did for the first day of that Sufferfest. fest. I only did the first section um when during that Sufferfest, fest, which was the first section of the marathon also. Um so yeah, this is the same same area that they did. Um, day one of the Mm Sufferfest. Different area than I did the longer distance on day two. Um, This area sees
0: a lot of festivals then.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, there's all kinds of festivals out here. Just summertime rolls around and there's, you know, all the mountain biking festivals. We have Mike the Headless Chicken Festival. We have (laughs) Ball Festival. We have, oh, yeah.
2: Wait, that's a race? Mike, the headless
1: they chicken? They do a 5K. Yeah, the Mike, the headless chicken. Wow. 5K. Poor Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of festivals. That's wow. cool.
0: Yeah. So, how are you feeling? Because you were saying in the morning you were really nervous and didn't feel good and couldn't eat anything. Like, how did that impact you and did you ever start feeling any better?
1: Yeah. Is You know, as soon as I started running, I felt fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As soon as we got there and, uh, you know, I don't know, it just, once I got there, we talked to a couple of guys that were, um, it was their first marathon. uh, And marathon period. They'd never done a road marathon, any kind of marathon. This was their first marathon. Wow. Um, We talked to them a little bit, but then, you know, we went down to the start line and, and as soon as we started running, I just, I, I felt fine. And once we headed up the trail and I was talking to a couple of gals that were, you know, running and I passed a couple of them and um, I felt great. I, I, I felt great. I was happy. I was singing. I was, I was so windy. I mean, it was just easily a 20 mile sustained wind oh easily. My gosh. <laughs> and so it was blowing and cold. And, um, yeah. but yeah, I just, in your happy.
0: pictures, you've got on long sleeves the whole time. Yeah.
1: yeah I wore long pants and mm-hmm. I, I, had my a shirt on and I pinned my number to my t-shirt because I thought I bet once I start running, you know, it's whatever, it's 45 degrees, I'll warm up. Um, I never took my jacket off ever.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah, it was definitely cooler than I, and it was just, the wind was so cold. Um, yeah, but I, I felt, I felt fine. I mean, I, the nerves and stuff went away, but once I came into the first aid station, I was hungry, and I I don't get hungry when I run. I, so it was, yeah. I mean, I just never let myself get to where I'm like, I need to eat. And I was coming down off that first hill, and I hit the aid station, and um, the gal was like, how are you doing? I said, I am hungry. <laughs> and she was like, oh, good, we have food. Food. <laughs> oh okay. Where, where was, was that? I was hoping race? you <laughs> what was that in the race? How early? early? That was six miles. That was early. Six miles. <laughs> yeah. In. So what did you? When I was, what looked good at that aid station to eat? I ate a banana. I ate a whole banana, and um, they had. They didn't have a lot at that one. They had some potato chips and some Doritos and. She was like, we've got M&M's. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want M&M's. But um, I grabbed a whole banana and um, I had a Cliff Bar in my pack. So I, I ate the banana and part of a Cliff Bar as I was on the next hike. And I had a few potato chips while I was there and um, and that helped. I mean, I definitely needed the... The banana. So I mostly, I ate mostly, I had cliff bars and then the other aid stations, I ended up having peanut butter and jelly. Um, but I, I think, you know, I don't, it, it was a good learning experience because I didn't, I, I ran, um, I ran naked as far as having any reference to, to time or distance. So I didn't have, I usually use Runkeeper. I don't have a Garmin, so I I, I kind of knew the distances between aid stations, and they had, I think, on the second half they had signs on the aid stations that said how far you were, but I didn't know what how long it had been or anything. So, I I think I let myself get a little bit behind on eating, mm-hmm. uh, because about mile. 15 I started having a really hard time and didn't I didn't feel good Um, and my stomach wasn't upset but it just didn't feel right and I just I just didn't feel good I don't know my and I my hands got real puffy which I've since Mm -hmm. googled I was afraid to google it because you know I could you know google it and have a brain tumor. So you know, like, I didn't want to, you know, Google it too much, but my hands had gotten real puffy and what did you find so- out that it's very normal? Yeah. That yeah. happens to and me that, a lot. Did, yeah. Were you changing
0: were you changing elevation a lot?
1: Um, you know, probably not a a whole lot. I mean, nothing, you know, not any super elevate great elevation changes I noticed Um, I
0: noticed actually on a run last weekend that happened to me I I went up like 1700 feet and my hands were super puffy and I was like I need to remember I should not wear my wedding ring when I do this kind of run yeah (laughs) but I think yeah uh, so maybe the all the climbing and stuff
1: was contributing to that yeah it could have you know, when I when we did the bear chase, the one of the girl that I ran with um the last several miles of the race with, um, her hands were getting real puffy. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember and she was, you know, holding them over her head and moving mm-hmm. her fingers and stuff like this. Um and she's she's a doctor and she didn't seem concerned about it. This is what I kept telling myself while I'm on, you know, while I'm out running this last weekend, I'm like, well, you know, Stephanie wasn't concerned about it. And and so maybe I shouldn't be worried about it, but it just, and I think I needed to eat and, you know, your mind gets, uh, you know, my, you know, sometimes I go through these spells when I'm running and I guess I assume everybody does the same thing on the distance, you know, when you're out for distance, but You know, your mind gets a little cloudy sometimes and it's, you know, you're out there by yourself and there's not a lot of people Mm -hmm. around and you get, I get a little sketchy, you know? Mm -hmm, And so I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know. And then, you know, so I'm, I'm walking and I'm, you know, it's probably about mile 15, I guess. And, um, my calves and my, my lower legs kind of started feeling kind of tingly, Um, you know, and I, I joke. I say I have a little hypochondriac in my brain, you know, and and she starts talking about, you know, this is probably something really serious, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So none of my muscles hurt. I mean, my 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 calves aren't sore. My quads don't hurt. My glutes aren't sore. My core is fine. Um, so like muscle wise i'm feeling okay but i got a pain and my my forearm started to hurt mm. and uh, yeah which and so i you know i think about it now and i'm thinking i probably was holding tension in my mm-hmm. in my fist and my mm-hmm. arms which is probably why but i think i probably got behind the eight ball and i probably needed to eat well, it sounds like it
0: was probably kind of hard to eat on that terrain. I mean, you don't want to be like eating a Cliff Bar
1: when you're on the, <laughs> this muddy ridge that you might fall off of. Yeah, now you know the thing is, though, even with all that weather, there was no mud. All of wow. that fretting that I did about the weather, there was not an ounce of mud on that trail. It was See, like the rain clouds came over. All that worrying what? worked. <laughs> For yeah, well, that's true. Maybe it did work. <laughs> all you have to do is keep worrying like that before every race gosh no i can't take it that was so stressful i just it's horrible so yeah it was you know i and i just kept thinking about um i don't know i kept hearing you melissa tell me there's lots of walking in ultras oh yeah Mm -hmm. there's lots of walking in ultras so you know i just kept Kept walking, kept walking and um had, you know, several people pass me and few people were having a hard time. And the wind was just brutal. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, there's a few times it just where it like blows, it hits you, the gusts come up and it takes your breath away, you know, and you <sighs> you mm-hmm. suck in real quick and um it about knocked me over a couple times.
0: Oh and I, you know, gosh. I don't know if it just
1: wears on you mentally or, or what, but I, think I just, it
0: does. for me, wind is, wind just, it does. It sucks the life out of you.
1: Yeah. And I just, so I just kind of kept going, you know, but I, you know, my, my little hypochondriac that I, I'm trying to squash her, you know, I, I get these, whatever, these weird symptoms. I get, you know, the pain in my forearm and, and, um, you know, my hands are puffy, and so my concern and where if I'm going to worry is, and it it sounds so irrational, but I uh, my worry is that it's something internal that is going to break. You know, you read all this stuff about hyponatremia or whatever mm-hmm. and, and you, you know, and I think, well, maybe I'm, you know, I've been out here for ever many hours. Maybe I'm damaging my kidneys. Maybe I'm causing damage to my heart. Maybe I'm, I worry about like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not that I'm going to pull a hamstring, mm-hmm. like, yeah. but I worry about like that internal stuff.
2: I do the same thing, Angela. Oh good, yeah. <laughs> Hamstrings are the least of my worries.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't worry about those. Oh. I think you know it'll be fine. You know, but I worry that I am causing some sort of other damage or breakdown to important vital stuff. You know. So, I I I knew there was an aid station about twenty miles, <clears throat> and I also know that that aid station is on the road. And I knew that Wayne would be there. Um, he he was at every aid station except for one, which was a pretty remote aid station um, that he couldn't get to on, you know, without hiking back quite a ways. But all the other ones he could pretty much get his car pretty close to. And um, so I'm just, I'm still walking and I'm getting closer to that 20 mile aid station. And I, I toyed with the idea for a couple of miles of just quitting Mm -hmm. and at, at 20 miles, you know, I hadn't run more than 14 and, you know, the past several weeks and I didn't feel like my mileage was very high. And so if I just do a 20 mile run, that was going to be okay. I could just finish, you know, quit there, you know, it was just a training run. So it's no big deal. And, um, I, I just, you know, I could hear, I was just talking myself into quitting. So I kept going, kept going. As I got closer to the aid station, um, Wayne had a cowbell he was using that day, um, that I'd bought him for his birthday or Christmas and I could hear the cowbell ringing. So I knew I was close and I looked up and he was up on the, Mm -hmm. you kind of had to come uphill into the into the aid station and he was standing up there on the ridge just ringing that bell mm-hmm. and uh, it's a pretty it a, bell yeah it is it is and it's the most wonderful sound in the world <laughs> it's just, because you're like I know I'm close I know I'm close and then you hear bang 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 bang
2: <laughs> I think I heard it
1: yeah and, uh, he had several people that day tell him, oh, I was so happy to hear you out here with that bell, you That's know? Cool. So it was cool, but it came into the aid station and I, and Wayne was there, it was right at 20 miles. And I, I had him, I, I, he grabbed my hand and he's like, you are doing so good. You're doing so good. You're just kicking ass, you know? And, um, he had one of my hands and I said, look at my hands. I said, how are my hands? And he he grabbed him and he, and I didn't say they're puffy. Do you think this is an issue? I just said, look, you know, are my hands okay? And he grabbed him and he felt him and he goes, oh, he goes, you're nice and warm. He goes, no, he says, they look great. <laughs> and so then I look up and Chelsea was there. It was the first time I'd seen her that day. Oh. And she was cheering and um, she was out there with her boyfriend. And I just... I thought I can't quit. I just I can't quit, you know. And so I got in. I got to the aid station, and again there was some angel of a man at the aid station. And I, I still, you know, I, my brain just sort of gets, I don't know, loopy. And I looked at him. I said, you know, I heard, I heard that if you don't really feel like doing anything, you should eat. And he kind of looked at me and he looked me right in the eye. He goes, when all else fails, eat, get a sandwich. Ooh, and I was like,
0: that is good advice. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes sir. Yes. <laughs> so I grabbed a sandwich and they had some sample of some crazy mm-hmm. something or another. I grabbed and stuffed in my pouch and I grabbed some watermelon and um, I was fine with you know, drinks, they had tailwind was the electrolytes they had for the day. So I'd been drinking tailwind and I had plenty of water. And I knew he says this next 10, he says, it is a beautiful 10 K section. It was the same man. He says, the next 10 K is beautiful. He says, the climb is steep. He said, but it's a beautiful 10 K. He says, you can do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, trekked up the hill and I called back to him and I said, thanks for not letting me quit Mm -hmm. and, um, and headed up the hill. And it was, um, I, I, it just that, that rough patch. And we've talked about this before that rough patch passed, Mm -hmm. you know, and it might've been three, it was probably, it was probably a good four miles Um, of rough patch for me and I don't know if it was all food or if it was weather or if it was you know you know combination of things you know not necessarily being trained maybe it was just because it's a long distance and that's just how it is but Mm -hmm. um, I came out of that aid station and started trekking up the hill still had to walk pretty much the next two miles because it was so steep um, but I got to the top of the hill and it was the most beautiful sight looking over the river that I've ever seen.
2: Mm-hmm. It was
1: just gorgeous. And I, I stood up at the top of the hill, like Rocky at the top of the steps, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, threw my arms up in the air. And I just, I said, I'm going to make it. I'm going to finish. And I, I started running again and and it was yeah so it, it, those rough patches pass they're hard but they mm-hmm. pass yeah. mm-hmm.
0: so had you ever um, gotten yourself into a rough patch that was that dark and found your way out or was this kind of the first time you'd experienced that to that level um in running i guess you
1: No, know, that was probably um i I'd never it, it probably was the the first time that I felt mm-hmm. that, that bad, you know, and I didn't necessarily physically feel bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did a little bit, but I just, I mean, I was tired and I was, you know, I just like, like you feel like you run out of gas and you want to stop and it's, what am I doing? And, and, um, you know, I don't really ever remember. Feeling, I have. I might have to reread my race report from Bear Chase. I don't really remember ever feeling like I just wanted to quit mm-hmm. at that race. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and you know the thing about, you know, even when you have those bad spells, I I feel like it makes that run so much better. Mm -hmm. because you, you learn something, you know, the weekend before when I, I ran that same section, um, was also really rough for me, um, because I took a wrong turn. I ended up with three bonus miles from my plan (laughs) and I wasn't really lost, but I had been wandering, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and I just, there was nobody else out and I felt like I was alone and I, I don't know. It was just a this sort of weird mental breakdown thing where I just, I don't know. And so two weekends in a row, I kind of had that, that rough patch that where I just, it was like you said, dark was, is a Mm -hmm. good way to describe it. But what do you, I mean, you can't, you have to keep going. I mean, you're however far away, you can't just sit down on the trail and, call it a day you have to get somewhere <laughs> you have to at least get back to the road or mm-hmm. so yeah I think that's probably I hadn't thought about it until you asked me but yeah that probably is the first time on a long run where I felt that low mm-hmm.
0: and this was your longest run right I mean not in terms of distance but in time in uh, terms of time and being out there time right?
1: mm-hmm yeah, I was, yeah, it was seven hours, seven oh three mm-hmm. on one side or the other um mm-hmm. was my total time. Um, so I mean it was, you know, fortunately at least my time was shorter than my fifty K time, but <laughs> but um but it was a rougher it was a rougher run than that fifty K. When I got yeah. to the finish line, I, I there was a man stand there. I was like, Whoo, that was harder than my fifty K was. Yeah. Um it was definitely more challenging, but the re- I, the sense of accomplishment though is always just what gets me, you know, mm-hmm. it's just what drives me. And I got to the top, you know, that last hill was so steep and I, um, I had a, a text message from my sister. I checked my phone. It's the first time I checked my phone really all day. And I had a text message from my sister um, and she just um was just encouraging me, and she told me I was her running hero, and I it was just like a shot of adrenaline, you know. And I told her I loved her, and I had like four percent left on my phone battery, and I put some. I'm like, I'm going to listen to music. I know I have to walk up this steep hill. There are sections of that hill. I checked the elevation map that are like eleven percent grade. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so I put some music on. I hadn't listened to music all day. Um, and I used the last 4% of my battery to listen to like five or six songs to get me to the top of the hill. But once I came out of that, up the top of the hill and got out of that rough patch, I I ran across that ridge and I looked at everything and I was back to singing and I felt good. And I, you know, I was getting tired, but. Um, but I knew I was going to make it. I you know, I knew I was going to make it. There was no doubt in my mind at that point mm-hmm. that I would make it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a long, you know, that's a seven-hour training run. That's a <clears throat> doozy. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Congratulations. It is a good one. Yeah, congratulations, so, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it was good. It was, you know, I, I get, I you know, I don't know. I hope other people get, I get so emotional when I, and I don't race a lot either. So I think that was, I think it was good for me to do a race because if I just was doing, you know, I could have gone out and run those trails by myself. I didn't have to sign up to do a race there. I mean, they're almost, you know, they're like practically in my backyard. You know, I, I can run those trails anytime I want, but they're. I think going through that That process of putting the bib number on and lining up and actually having a finish line, you know, and not Mm -hmm. just because if I had just done it as a training run, I would have quit at 20 miles. Mm -hmm. I would have just made my way back to the car on the road (laughs) and I would have quit and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done the whole distance. But there's something about actually being in that race that makes you go, yeah, but I don't, I want to finish. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to cut it short, so I think that was good, and I think that was some of my nerves too, because I haven't raced you know in a while, so I think it was good for me to actually be in that whole setting of uh, having a starting line and a finish line and a you know number safety pin to my t shirt and um getting a medal and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a good day. It was a good day. Um, it was, it was tough, but it was good. It sounds like you learned mm. a lot about running uh, and about yourself. I did.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely did. Definitely. Um, you know, I, that, and that's why I think those hard runs are good. Cause those are the runs you learn stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you just go out and you go start to finish, it's like, woohoo, I did it. And. But yeah. when you have challenges that come up, you do. I think you learn so much about yourself, and you learn what you need to do different, and what you need to do the same, and what's good. And um, you know, it was it was definitely a learning experience. And there was some cool stuff that happened during the day. There were some. I had some great conversations with people, and um, it, you know, took some great pictures. Um, and I, I ended up placing second in my age group. Um, Congratulations. Out of, yeah. Out of of two people in my age group, I placed (laughs) second.
0: (laughs) Hey, there was nothing stopping those other women from coming out.
1: Yeah. I think, um, because i know there was a lot more registered but i think yeah. the weather definitely played a part in that but so i got another cowbell so now we have two cowbells which is super cool <laughs> Yay. um that was my second place prize was a little cowbell and um yeah it was good i finished a mar- another marathon so i was i was kind of happy about that too cuz i i've only finished one so now i've finished two
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Christina, do you, are you ready to tell us about your race now?
2: Uh yeah, you know, in fact I could probably summarize my uh my Leona divide race recap in about thirty seconds. What? <laughs> Everything that was Angela's race experience, mine was the exact opposite.
0: So
2: <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs>
1: but you had a you had a score to settle with Miss Leona. I did.
2: I did. Yes. You know, but you know just I, I was writing down like Angela's like points and I'm like, okay, I didn't have that. Okay, so you had rain, I didn't have rain. We had warm temperatures. We had 80 degrees. Wow. Uh we did have some wind. Um Some of it, we had like pockets, like when we, because we had never ending switchbacks, I mean, literally never ending switchbacks this whole race. And we had these little pockets, depending on where we were, of wind kicking up. And because it can be pretty dry out there, that dirt will just kick up and hit you in the face. So there was times I just had to stop and turn around because I didn't want, you know, sand to be in my eyes um, but it did it did pick up a little bit here and there. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, weather-wise, I did check it, and it was really funny though because on Friday that area was supposed to have a high of like sixty-two, and on Saturday it was like a ten-degree difference, and it went up like seventy-two. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, how can that be? I would have perfectly been happy with that sixty um yeah. but even when it got up to 80 that's what what i've heard from people was that it wasn't as hot as i i had the first time cuz the first time i had it i heard it got up to 104 and this was when i was trying to make a 4 mile trek straight up oh. and that's when i i took three attempts and i just i got nauseous and that's when i called my my race um so angela said she was nervous I was not nervous. Um, I was pretty relaxed. I was pretty excited about the raise. I, I think that's because I just felt I felt better prepared. I definitely felt really good mentally going into it. Um, I could definitely eat because I made that mistake that from the last one, I didn't eat enough. I just literally ate just like a piece of toast, I think it was, with the peanut butter. and. It, I knew it wasn't enough because when I started that race, my stomach was starting to growl. I'm like, oh, that's not good. I don't want that to happen. But I yeah. did get up at 2 a.m. Well, I woke up at 2 a.m. I didn't get out of bed until like, you know, 2.20. Um, I did wake up early um, because it was about an hour drive getting out there. So um, I wanted to give myself plenty of time to eat. Eat so I had oatmeal and some coffee. I had a, made myself a latte, almond milk latte, mm. and I met up with some friends who were all running it. And let me see um, the course itself. We had about a two and a half mile um, track. Um, pretty, I wouldn't say steep. It was a, it was a, it was an uphill road. Um, and then it deviated onto this fire road. And then right at the end of that point was about two and a half miles, which was the first aid station. And then right then we get directly onto the PCT, which is the Pacific Crest Trail. And then we just follow that all the way down. So the course itself was like a T. I think it was like a T or a J, a little curve. So then we do the first... I guess the first, like the right side of the T, I guess you would say, like a capital T. So we did that and then we get to the end, um, just all switchbacks up and down, uphills, downhills, pretty, not technical. There were some little patches of rocky areas, which I was, I was pretty careful on. Um, But there was a nice stretch of like, you know, pretty smooth trail, not overly um, treacherous at all. But because there's a single track, um, we had people coming back and we were running like on the right side, just we, you know, moved to the right side so that they can pass on the left or coming up. Mm-hmm. But there was like a slope. So we always had to be quite. Like I always had to be careful because there were a few times where my foot just slipped. Oh. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're just your heart skips a beat, and you get those little needles, and you say, "Oh my, oh my God!" Because you do not want to slide down. We weren't very high, but still, there's a little little drop, oh. and you really don't want to slide down. No. So that was a little nerve wracking. Um, it didn't happen too often, but because there's just that single track, you had to be careful. Because I knew people were going to keep coming back towards towards me. So I get to the end of that first section of the tea and then we you know we turned back there's an aid station there and that was when I had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches although the instructions said almond butter and jelly but I think this was may have been peanut But I couldn't really tell the difference too much but I had a couple pieces and I was still on antibiotics for tonsillitis so I had to make sure that I ate something and I wasn't going to because I wasn't really hungry but I knew that I didn't want to take it on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. So I kind of forced myself to eat. Now, when I eat like solid food, it just, my stomach does not sit well with it, Mm -hmm. like at all. It just gets kind of crampy. So I just took a piece, I ate it there. And then I took another piece and I said, well, let me just, you know, eat and walk up the hill. Cause it was just, we had to climb back up. So I had it in my hand, but then the wind started kicking up and I had to keep turning around because I didn't want dirt to land in my sandwich.
0: <laughs>
2: just, oh my God, this wouldn't be good. I don't want to have like a peanut butter jelly and dirt sandwich. So, so I ate the sandwich, kept turning around, took my antibiotic, kept going. And it was just at this point coming back between, so in between each aid station, it was about six and a half miles.
1: Hmm.
2: So That section between miles, um, let's see, it was 2.5 and the second one was about 8.5 or Mm 8.6 miles. So between 8.6 and mile 15 was like a lot of climbing, just a lot of climbing. And I kept telling my friend uh, Vita, who I ran into about mile three, I said, you know, this was – Remember how we were running down? That was so much fun, you know. <laughs> that? That was go so, back to that. You go back exactly. Like that was so much fun. And no, we kept climbing and just kept going on and on. I'm like, I don't remember running down this far. <laughs> so we 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 struggled up a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? Just keep moving. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other you know, we're just going to enjoy this day. It's going to be a long day. It's, it's the sun's out. It's a, you know, it's a beautiful day to be on the trail. So I just kept reiterating that there's nothing I'd rather do right now. So we made our way up to mile, uh, 15 and that next aid station. And then we, I mean, in these aid stations are so awesome. They, I mean, people just bring food and food. They have like, and I didn't even take a picture of it. I didn't even think about it, but I tried to take one picture of it and it just didn't come out very well because people kept blocking because the spread is just goes on. There's like pastries <laughs> and sandwiches and, you know, watermelon and, um, you know, cookies and crackers and chips and candy. And it just goes on. It's like, a, I mean, it's a full on buffet. Wow. We didn't want to leave these eight, they make it very <laughs> difficult. You want to stay and just pull up a chair. And put your feet up and eat. I mean, it's just a spread. But I'm like, okay. But my goal was not to stay into these aid stations a long time. Take what I need and just get out of there. But I wanted to make sure I was still eating. So I took a couple more um, peanut butter, I think it was almond butter and jelly sandwiches. Ate a I'm like, well, I started with that. I'm not going to start deviating and start switching over to peanut butter or uh, you know, uh, chips or pretzels or something like that. I mean, just, just stay, stay with the same, same item. I know I, I can't go wrong with that. So I had a couple of pieces and then we took off again between miles 15 and the the second half of the T, right? Cause we're like the, the fork in the middle. So we're in the second half of the T and switchbacks, just all switchbacks. Mm-hmm. It's just climbing, climbing up and down. You know, it was, but I would say it was a nice blend of uphills and downhills. It was just zigzagging all the way, and then um, somebody actually recognized me on, uh, which was really strange. She actually recognized me, and I'll give a shout out to Franny that she, I was, she was on her way back, and I was on my way back to down to the the next aid station. And she says, "I saw you on Instagram, and I read your blog post."
0: Wow! So <laughs> you got recognized on I the got trail. Recognized. And
2: I forgot to put this in, so I remember when when Angela had had tweeted. I'm sure there's stuff in there that I didn't say, and I I didn't, uh-huh. didn't mention this. But um, shout out to Franny. But um, so I was just like, "Oh, hey, yeah, thanks." And then she just kept going. I mean, I'm sure she was gone like you know three hours before I was. But she, she looked really strong, and I, I appreciated it. That was so strange, but it was really funny. So then I kept going, and then I, start, I, I ran as much as possible, and that was my goal. Any downhill, I like I knew I was going to wreck my quads at some point because there was a lot of downhill, but there was a lot of uphill too. And I started to feel it like really early on because I ran a lot, like every single downhill, I ran as, as much as possible. I didn't, I don't think I walked at any portion on any downhill. Um, I ran up some of the the hills, just like, you know, the the baby ones. Mm-hmm. And then and, um, I ran into a friend of mine who was on her way back, Olivia. I'll give a shout out to Olivia. And she told me, she told me, you know, it's all downhill to the next aid station. I'm like, oh great, thanks. So I ran all the way down to the next aid station, which was about 21, um, 21 and a half miles. And I thought I was going to see my other friends coming back up because they were way ahead of me. And I didn't see them. I thought, well, this is really strange. I thought, well, I didn't see them. I knew I'd probably run into them at the aid station. And I did. So it was, I mean, it was great. And a friend of mine, um, Wendy, I, i you know, I see her and she was just, this is her first Real, uh, I think maybe her real long. I know it's first ultra, maybe her first real trail race, and she was just in awe of the of the the spread, like the food spread. I mean, we were just like, (laughs) wow. I mean, you do not want to leave these eight
0: stitches (laughs) because
2: the food is just. I mean, they they took really good care of us. I mean, they have soda pop there and everything. I mean, it's just like, oh, it was just amazing. So I filled up um, on. Almond butter and jelly sandwiches again. I took two and they were toasted. I just this bread was toasted.
0: <laughs> That's such a nice touch. I mean, it <laughs> ha- maybe like helps you eat it or something so it doesn't like get stuck on the roof of your mouth. I don't know. It's it so not, nice.
2: I don't think it was intentional. I mean, it was oh. warm out there. It was really, unless it was just like, you know, maybe four day old bread. <laughs> 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 I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, this looks like a little green. And it was I mean, it was so good. But I had to fill up I I took little um Ziploc bags of pre made like I pre filled Ziploc bags with Carbo Pro, So and I always joke around with this. So if you ever do you know, when we do a trail race with Together, you know, I'll, I'll joke around. So, I had this white powder in my bag.
0: <laughs> right.
2: And I friend "Wendy, we were in line to use the little porta potty, and I was like, I said, you know, can you hold my little, you know, the little cap?" And so she saw this bag, she's like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Oh, it's just my cocaine." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how you finish these trail races, exactly. Yes.
2: You know, whatever helps. And I said, and you know, it goes it goes well with my, my vodka. So then
0: I, I <laughs> And your antibiotics me. too. And my antibiotics,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> you just had all sorts of substances.
2: <laughs> I felt no pain. Let me just tell you that. I felt no pain. So, so I pour in my Carbo Pro and she's, you know, it just it, it was and it was windy and it was blowing everywhere. So I just kept like wiping my nose. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, no, it's just Carbo Pro. So then I put in my (laughs) bottle and I filled it up with my water and, you know, I was, I was good to go. So then we all took off together. And then, um, I ran into my friend Vita, who I ran with like most of the race. She just dropped back just a little bit, um, to tend to a, a rock in her shoe. And luckily all five of us, you know, finished that second half pretty much together, um, so we tackled all of these, you know, switchbacks. And at first, I had this little ounce of like, I'll admit, I'll, I I had this little ounce of like dread, like, oh my gosh, we have to go through these again. But then I immediately snapped out of it. I thought, well, what else do I have to do? I don't have anything else to do today. You know, I, I, I,
0: <laughs> just blocked I, off my entire schedule.
2: Exactly. I, I've already done them. I already, you know, it's just more of the same. It's not any worse than what I've already done, you know, cause I've already done them. It's just the opposite way. So I'm like, yeah, it's nothing. If I have to walk, I have to walk, you know, it's, it, it, you know, which I, I'm just doing the same thing that I've done the entire race run when I need to, you know, run when I can hike, you know, up the hill if I, you know, whenever so, I just quickly got out of that, and then um, you know we chatted, and you know I had to hear you know questions about how far we were because some people did choose to run naked, and I'm not going to name any names because I'm not going <laughs> to mention them. They know who they are, um, and I, I, you know, I, I gave this person. <laughs> I told this person, okay, I'm giving you two times to ask me what the distance is.
0: So they ran naked, <laughs> but then they wanted you to tell them the distance. Yes. They maybe regretted their choice of oh. having This person naked. does not
2: run with the watch ever. Ever.
0: Oh.
2: Ever. And so this person always, you know, asks people, I'm assuming mm-hmm. because this person always asks me because I run with I run with this person. So I don't want to, I'm not going to throw any names out, but, um, so I told this person before, I'm going to give you two times to ask me. And then somebody else asked me, she says, well, that doesn't count as my two, right? (laughs) (laughs) I said, no, I won't, we won't count that as your two, but I'll let you know when we hit mile 26. She says, well, that doesn't count as my two either, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this
0: is some bargaining going on here. <laughs>
2: so because my garment would, would be, you know, at every mile. So that oh, would wow. indicate we're at a oh. mile. So I would get asked, and then one person's garment ran out of uh, battery, and then one's was was off by I think a mile, uh 1.3, we established. miles. so That's kind of
0: a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah. It didn't sync up and she forgot to to turn. Yeah, so um, because we're like out in the middle of like nowhere. In Mm -hmm. fact, the drive going in, you lose cell service completely. Mm -hmm. No service at all. About five miles before you even get to the race.
0: Wow.
2: So I had no service. In fact, it, you know, and these places are, you know, these races are pretty small. So I was, I wasn't worried or concerned about running into them or not running into them. I knew I would. So, because normally we communicate before the race to find out where, you know, where we are, but there's no, was no way of doing that. So luckily, you know, I did, I did see them and then we ran together um, the last portion. And I knew some people were having a little, um, they were having some challenging moments. And I tried to get their mind off of it, like the race or how they were feeling. Mm -hmm. So I consciously tried to throw out questions to people to get their mind off of how they were feeling. Mm -hmm. Because overall, I felt pretty good. Like I didn't have any stomach issues. I didn't have any major energy issues, you know, never had any thoughts of I wanted to quit or, you know, nothing like that. I felt pretty good. The only time I really felt kind of like, oh, the goddess is getting really, I'm really tired, is probably the last, uh, I would say probably the last four miles-ish wow. before we got to the last aid station. Just that moment before we got to that last aid station was probably the hardest for me mm-hmm. um, in terms of just just the, the temperature, the, the warmth, came out, I could feel it a little bit more, um, and that was really the only time. So I knew they were having just a little bit more challenging um, um, race. So Mm -hmm. I would throw out these questions like, if you could only eat one food item for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what was their answer?
2: So one of them said Mexican food.
0: Well, no, that's, like, that's an entire thought, genre of food. <laughs> well, I
2: said that. I said food item, and she says, "Well, does that count?" I said, "Well, you know, yeah, okay, go ahead." She says, "Yeah, I would just eat, you know, Mexican food." And then I, that another person <laughs> had said fruits and vegetables. I said one <laughs> item.
0: <laughs> Those are like two
1: categories on the food yeah. pyramid, or maybe so it's I one. Said, I, I said one <laughs> item. Pizza.
2: She said, Pizza is the clear answer to that question. <laughs> she said fruit. I said, yeah. I said, I could do fruit as well. That'd be a whole category. I'm like, you know, that I just, you know, okay, whatever. So then um, that was one question. And then I threw out another question. Like I would ask them what their next races were. And I knew immediately, like it was just it, right when I threw out these questions and they started answering them, it was like a shift. When you take your mind off something else other than the race, it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And I knew that they were doing a lot better when you get your mind off of it. Because, you know, all we had were these never-ending switchbacks, never-ending. And it it was like every corner you turned, we thought we were getting closer. I mean, we thought, you know, every turn we, you know, we made, it was like, we're going to see the aid station, and I knew the aid station was about mile 28. Um, but when it hit mile eight, 28.3, I saw my Garmin. I'm like, well, where, where the heck is this aid station? So then your mind just, I was like, oh mm-hmm. gosh, now I'm just ready for where this last aid station is. Because right when we hit that last aid station, I knew from the start to that, that first one, it was about two and a half miles. So I knew that. So... Once we hit that last one, I, in my head, I kept thinking, oh, it's still only about two and a half miles. They didn't pick up the aid station and move it. But the problem was when we got to it, finally, um, we asked the lady, you know, how far? I, I mean, I, I didn't want to ask, but it was asked and she said, you only have 2.9 miles to the finish. And that threw me off. I'm like, two point nine? That can't be right. Cause how did it take two point five, according to my garmin, to get here, but two point nine to get back. Hmm. I'm like, you know what, lady, this this lady's wrong. I'm not believing her at all. I, I I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna trust that.
0: And so what did it end up being then?
2: It ended up being closer to what I thought it was, about two and a half. Huh. But then I was trying to do the math, and I thought, well, maybe it was about two point nine. Now I don't know.
0: <laughs> Mysteries <laughs> we will never know.
2: You never know, and I—it's you know—I don't know at this point. I, when I finished, it was thirty one point thirty one, according to my Garmin. And I, I mean, I, we had one after we last left the last aid station. We had this fire road. We're back on the fire road, no more single track. And it was just this climb all the way up. And we had a little bit of downhill, but a lot of climb all the way up. And then I figured that was probably close to a mile, maybe less than that. Maybe that was the 0.9. Because right when I hit that top, I saw these people. um, I was passing up these people um, hiking up as well. And then right when I hit that top of the crest, I saw this one guy who just passed me just right up ahead of me and he started running down. I'm like, okay, this is when the downhill starts because I knew right when I hit that point, it was going to be all downhill, maybe a little flat, but all downhill because that's what I remember from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I saw him take off. I'm like, now's my chance. I'm going to just keep going and going and going And I saw I passed this one guy who was just walking and I told him, "Okay, just a little bit more suffering to go, you know, because it was just really warm. And he just kind of laughed. He's like, yeah, I said, we're almost there. And I knew we were almost there at this point. I know we can always say we could just, you know, already say that. So I just took off. I just kept running. My friends were just like right behind me. But I was done. I was like, you know what? I'm finishing this race. I feel good. Even though I still had – okay, so that last aid station, I, I consciously put off eating any of the watermelon as delicious as it looked. My friend Vida wow. told me about halfway through after that second aid station, which was the same aid station. So we would had the same aid station three times.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Did you have that watermelon and those strawberries? <laughs> and I said, no. She says, oh, my gosh. It's so good. (laughs) So I had this watermelon on my mind. So when I hit the fourth aid station, when I met up with my friends with the cocaine, no, they didn't have (laughs) (laughs) my cocaine Comet. They had the watermelon. But I was like, okay, I can't have the watermelon yet. I have to stick with what I've been having. Because I still have 15 more miles to Uh. go. No, 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 10 miles. I still have 10 more miles to go. And I had all the switchbacks. I said, you know what? Just, just don't give in to this. Have have the Carbo Pro, have the peanut butter jelly sandwiches or the nut butter sandwiches and stick with that and the water. Stick because, with that.
0: Because you were afraid that would upset your stomach?
2: The watermelon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But has I,
1: has it upset your stomach before?
2: Yeah. I get side stitches. Oh. Hmm. Even though, you know, my friend told me, she says, you know, it's just water. I said, it is, but it doesn't, mm-hmm. my stomach is so sensitive anyway. And I was even pushing it with the the butter, the nut butter sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, but I was like, you know what? They taste just so good. I was like, <laughs> they're just so good. And I, was, and, I, and I didn't get hungry at all during the race. And I just had two, like two, like pieces of it. So it wasn't like a whole sandwich. It was like, you know, quarters. So two right. quarter sandwich, two two quarter pieces. So that last aid station, knowing we only had a few more miles left, I'm giving in. I saw that watermelon. I went straight for the watermelon. I I just I could not stop eating it. It was so good. And I told the lady, I was like, you know, I feel really bad because I want to eat all that watermelon, but I want to <laughs> leave some for people. <laughs> And because we still had a lot of fifty miler race, you know, runners going, making their way towards that second tee, so I said, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be hoggish. I don't want to be greedy. You didn't and I just want to leave. grab
0: the bowl and run. I, I
2: actually, <laughs> I actually, I actually did that. I actually imitated <laughs> that because the man standing next to me, when I right after I said that comment that I, you know, I want to leave some for the other runners. He nudges me and he says, There's four more watermelons in that truck over there. And I said, Are you serious? He says, Yeah. He says, So don't worry about eating the watermelon. I said, Well, in that case. So I like grabbed the, the, the foil pan and I was like pretending I was going to take it. To me. I thought, no, it was kind of heavy. Because how sad would that be if I actually took it and then drop it? That that would have been so bad. I would have had to stay there and I cut up all the watermelon. So, um, but I just kept eating it. I literally probably had about 10 pieces and I could not stop. It was just, (laughs) it was so good. It was so, and I didn't even have any peanut butter jelly sandwiches at this time. I just ate the watermelon and got my water and that was it. No, I didn't even refill my water bottle, but that was it.
1: It's so good, though. It is the first aid station that had watermelon. I think it was the thirteen mile aid station, and I was like, I saw it It was like I saw the gates of heaven, <laughs> and I, I grabbed the watermelon, and the wind had like blown skittles and M and M's everywhere, and I looked at the lady, and I said, I love you. <laughs> Well, I love you too, honey. Eat some more watermelon. <laughs> it's always
0: good to make sure the aid station volunteers know they are appreciated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Definitely. So when I first saw it, though, the first thought I had was, is it in season already? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was in season. It's
0: California. Oh. Isn't watermelon always in season?
2: I eat yeah. Well, oh, no. no, there there are moments, but they get it from somewheres. Mm. They get them from Mexico. From, yeah. A
0: lot of them. Yeah. We get ours yeah. from and California. I, so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're really coming in. I mean, while it was sweet, I've had sweeter. Yeah. So I think probably next month, I think mm. they're going to start coming in June, July, August.
0: Yeah.
2: September. I could maybe push it to October, maybe, but those are going to be the, the big months are going to, yeah, I'll be filling up on watermelon.
1: <laughs> big watermelon months.
2: Big watermelon months. Oh, There's
1: probably God. a watermelon
0: festival and it's probably in Fruita. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Fruta should be. Watermelon it should be.
0: Fruta is the well, best
2: name.
1: I'll look into it.
2: It is the best name. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah so that was pretty much it i mean i I crested that last hill, took off running, left my friends behind. <laughs> I don't know where they were they were actually yeah, they were definitely behind me they didn't they weren't that far behind me they were they were they just, knew
1: where they were going, yeah,
2: yeah, they were um so I made it, I made it, and um Saw the cars on that street that we had, because we were in this little residential kind of area. I saw the flags, made this left turn, and saw the finish line and sped up. I mean, I actually sprinted Ooh, to that finish line. I, nice. did, I had still some left in the tank, and I crossed that finish line, and it was just the sweetest, sweetest feeling. I'm like, I, I was so happy. I was really happy. I never doubted not finishing this race. You know, Good. yeah, I, you know, and it was a slightly different course. I didn't have that four mile climb. They completely took that out. I don't know where it is. I don't really care to see it. Um,
0: and that was the area that that had caused you so much trouble the, the yeah. time before.
2: Oh yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, it was not my favorite portion but mm-hmm. I was ready for it I didn't know how much this co- course had changed okay so I was still mentally ready for that that part you know so I thought you know what I can do it this time I, I know I could do it this time if it if it was there but it wasn't and if she puts it back in you know who knows if she does I'll um but this is, I'll be there I really, really liked this one, and I was very happy. And you know, I'll say congratulations to my friends who finished their first fifty k. Um, I did one with my friend Crystal, who already finished an ultra, but this was her first fifty k. So all of them did first fifty k's, and they did. Um, they did all. They all did very well. So I'm very, very proud of all of them. So it hey. was, it was good. It was a really nice race. Um, I did have one moment that I did not write about this. When we were running back, I we would see because of the heat we didn't see any snakes or anything, but we would see little tiny lizards, you know, you know, oh, scurrying. Mm-hmm. However, there was one giant lizard that I nearly stepped on. Oh no! <laughs> and it was humongous.
1: And I—you have w- the best wildlife run-in. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the front. So
2: this is how, because it was all single track. It was all single track. I was in front. Vita was behind me. It went Crystal, Roxanne, and then Wendy. So we're all like in a train. I was in front and we were on a course where it was one of those questions I had asked them. And I think it was either the race one or the food one. I can't remember which question it was. And I'm listening to them and we're running and there was this giant lizard that scurried across the trail. And it happened so fast. My friend Fido, who was right behind me, she was like, Oh my God, look at that lizard. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, is that what that was? Oh my God. It, it was, was like a it
0: dinosaur was, or something. Oh,
2: it literally, it, it, <laughs> it, yeah. It had a little hydration pack on it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Buddy, you're going the wrong way.
0: <laughs> it was
2: so, <laughs> a good foot long. It was uh, a good foot. Long. Funny. It was oh. yeah, and I and then the next question I had was, had I stepped on its tail, would it grow back? Mm. Does those those huge lizards do that have that do they have that same ability?
1: I don't I know. don't know. I don't know.
0: Only don't one know. way to find out, Christina. Oh get no. back out I, there, find that lizard.
2: Oh, no, Wendy. I'll say it. Wendy wanted to go back and take a photo of it. <laughs> I said, maybe we'll find you another lizard. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was nice though. It was it was really nice. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Good times.
0: Congratulations, good to and- you, and to your yeah, friends.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun
1: it always it surprises me because i think you know here you live in you know the big city mm-hmm. of la mm-hmm. and here you go run this trail race and you've all these people around you that you know mm-hmm. and you you always have some sort of wildlife encounter which <laughs> <laughs> you know but it's just it, you, you know and it i just think it's funny it's not like what <laughs> You would expect, you know, you would, and you think, oh, well, this big city, she's going to go to a race. Why would she know anybody? Because
0: you know you everybody. Know, and... <laughs> I don't. You
2: I used to not know anybody at all.
0: That's the stage of my life that I'm in right now. Yeah. I don't know anybody where I live.
2: You, do you see the same people at the races, like at your races, that you do?
1: I, I don't really I, run I, that I, I, don't, I no. haven't yeah i've I just probably been done enough yeah mm-hmm. not out here yeah
2: yeah i see a lot of people i recognize not that i know oh yeah. i do have a story though there was a guy that i did recognize from ac 100 and he wears the same um outfit kind of he wears like these khaki shorts and he wears this little bucket hat and a, like a, a shirt like a I don't know if it's a cotton shirt. Sometimes he wears a cotton shirt or a tech shirt. But I see him like at all the races. He literally runs like 50 milers, like back to back weekends.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, I,
2: it was amazing. And the, the photographer guy, I always recognize from when I served him. I served him. I gave him the bowl of potato chips at AC 100 last year. Mm. So I always see him and I said, I, I served you potato chips. <laughs> and,
0: um, and he remembers that because those potato chips probably tasted so good to him.
2: Probably, I'm I mean, sure. everything probably tastes good at Mile Ninety Five, right?
0: <laughs> everything or nothing? I don't know. <laughs> or nothing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> depending on
2: yeah, depending how yeah you know, you're feeling. Yeah, but yeah, so it was good. I but I do I do see the same people. They don't know me, and well, maybe some they of
0: them I, do. I you get recognized.
2: So well, <laughs> right, well. I Means yeah. that, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe they never mention anything. Like some people don't, mm-hmm. some people do, but a lot of people, you know, don't. That's okay. I'll see them. Yeah. They're all in front anyway. But it was cool. It was good.
1: Good. It sounds like you had a really good race. It was fun. Your, like your past races have been,
2: yeah. Just-
1: really good the, yeah I, I would I would
2: say so, let's see the last one, yeah, yeah, except so for well, San Diego had its challenges, kind, yeah, of, but yeah, for the most part, it's really good, yeah, yeah,
1: and you're recovering well I am um
2: good i I was pretty sore, I did run the next day, I did a good. Few, I did a few miles, and it was really just it's going from stop to start is when. I feel it the most because your legs, you're, you, they tighten up. And so yeah. when you just keep moving, you don't feel it as much. So the run really helped. I took Monday and Tuesday off. Um, I, my calves were still hurt more on, on Monday than they, than they did on Sunday. Um, and right now they don't feel anything right now. Good. Unless, unless I press on them, but, you know, I won't press on them
0: that's amazing
2: yeah yeah it was good thank you so who's next who has who yeah
1: has... that's what I was thinking
2: oh I have one coming up You, when's me walk three weeks
1: oh, or... oh yeah you oh. have you have one before we do North Fork
2: mm-hmm. I have yeah two weeks from Saturday and when is your north for June? June
1: 4th. June 4th.
2: Okay. And you're both doing the 50 miler?
1: That's the plan. That's the plan. Good. Yeah. And so you have three weeks till me walk. So what's your, what's your plan between now and then? Cause that's, that'll be a, a big one for you.
2: Yeah. And I don't feel comfortable doing any sort of real taper. So, I feel like I should still do long miles. Like if I can do, you know, a 20-miler this week. Um 20, 30 over the weekend.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, um and just take, you know, for the next couple of weekends still run long on the weekends. And then that week leading up to it, um you know, we could, I'm sure we'll record before then, but um, probably just take it easy that week.
1: Of. So, just a one week taper. Yeah. Well, do we have any
0: closing thoughts for this show or shall we sign off? Well,
2: well I will say, you know, on my, my closing end, I'll say, you know, thank you to our, our listeners for hanging with us and, you know, while we had this little break. You know, like we do apologize for taking a little break. Yeah. Life, you know, life happens. You know, we are ordinary runners. Yeah. You, know, you know, so we. Hence
1: the name. It's
2: the name. So things pop up and, you know, we're not the elites and, you know, can train all the time. And we get sick and, you know, work and do all that well, stuff. Well, yeah.
1: And just the logistics of getting three people. Yeah schedules together, uh, you know, enough to set aside the time to do it is, in different time zones it is, it's challenging, you know, so.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I think I think we're going to be on a a good track going forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll be a little bit more regular.
1: Yeah, we'll get back to, I think, some of our chaos has, I know at least in my world, most of the chaos has, come to an end now that tax day is over so that helps a lot and melissa's almost there she's she can see the finish line may may
0: 17th is when final grades are due so i do have almost a month left of my busy season (laughs) okay okay
2: well we'll we'll try to record before then oh
0: yeah we've got stuff to talk about
2: so yeah
0: we do I am so thrilled Hi. for both of you. I was like seriously on edge all day on Saturday, like refreshing <laughs> Twitter, trying to see if there was any news or anything from either of you. And I was so happy when I saw those finish line medals and smiles from both of you. So very happy for you, very proud of you both, and very happy we finally got a chance to
1: talk about it.
0: Yeah. So, well, yeah it was nice. Me too. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Congratulations, Angela.
1: Congratulations, Christina. Thank you. We did it. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yay.